0: Welcome to Living Freely Podcast, where our mission is to provide you with down-to-earth topics on mental wellness and realistic tips for living life more balanced and achieving optimal mental health. Living Freely is brought to you by Norfolk Public Libraries in Virginia and hosted by myself, Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor and passionate about providing you with strategies and up-to-date information on mental health. Join in weekly for a brand new episode of Living Freely, helping you live well and be Well, one podcast episode at a time. Hi, and welcome back to Living Freely Podcast. I hope that you are doing great and having a wonderful day wherever you are and wherever you may be tuning in. And I also hope that you're really enjoying this season three of Living Freely. It has been Wonderful to be a part of this season again. And I'm just really excited about some of our upcoming topics and just passionate about delivering to you some down to earth, relatable information on mental health. Just always trying to destigmatize mental health issues and provide you with some resources on where to find help where to you know, receive some information that is reliable because that is kind of, to me, what it's all about. So today, I'm talking all about some of the pros and cons of taking medication for anxiety and or depression. Now, let me go ahead and just preface this episode by telling you that there is no better decision that could be made than a decision that is made between you and your prescribing physician or talking to your therapist about this and hearing what their thoughts may be since they more intimately know you. But I just wanted to provide some generalized information. This is in no way meant to, of course, diagnose or treat or tell you what you should or shouldn't do. And Another thing is that this episode is not meant to sway you in one direction or the other. This is just meant to provide you with hopefully some concrete information that's based on facts and research and data to help inform your decision on whether or not you may want to go on medication for anxiety and depression. So I had to put that little disclaimer out there because truly, at the end of the day, That old adage, you know, that most people say, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to what you feel comfortable doing. If you are feeling like you have noticed that your symptoms have increased lately, you've always been intrigued with the idea of starting medication for anxiety or depression, then I definitely encourage you to speak to your prescribing physician or psychiatrist or, again, your therapist about what some different options are and just know that if you do have a therapist, a licensed therapist is not able to prescribe medication. This is definitely something where you would have to make an appointment either, you know, a good starting point I always like to say is with your primary care physician to talk to them, see if they have any referrals. Some PCPs will prescribe, a, you know, generic form or, you know, kind of a well-known antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication. But if you're currently in a situation where, you are suspecting maybe the onset of bipolar disorder or cyclothymia, which is kind of a lesser version of bipolar, but there are still some of those mood swings that can come and maybe some mood instability, then your PCP may refer you to a psychiatrist just because a psychiatrist is obviously, that's what their complete training is in. So um, just also wanting to put that out there in terms of, you know, not wanting there to be any major surprises if you go to your primary care physician and they say, you know, I'm not really comfortable prescribing an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication, but I know a great psychiatrist or psychiatric nurse practitioner. So um, there are obviously several different mental health conditions that warrant the prescription in of An antidepressant or anti anxiety for the sake of this episode today. I've decided to kind of lump together anxiety and depression. So you'll hear me talk about medications for anxiety and depression because right now, just based upon the research and the data, you know, we know that the onset, the presence of anxiety and depression are kind of at all time highs. Just gonna go ahead and put that out there, especially comparatively speaking to the previous past several years. I don't know if you remember, but I shared some data points an episode or two ago about just how the incidences of self-report regarding anxiety and depression had honestly increased at at a pretty high rate. I don't have those stats in front of me today, but I do remember that it was, you know, Three, three to four times higher or something of that nature than they had been in 2019 before the pandemic. So I also share that again to just validate you wherever you may be in your current life journey. And maybe this is the year that you've thought, well, I'm going to start therapy, but maybe I also need to start medication. It kind of goes without saying that if you are not functioning like you used to, if you have noticed that your symptoms of depression, or your symptoms of anxiety, which both of these two mental health diagnoses often go hand in hand. If you notice that they are really starting to disrupt your everyday functioning, your mood is greatly affected, you have a very low level of motivation, maybe things have even progressed to the point where you are not going to previous obligations that you once loved, or you're calling out of work because you are feeling so down or overwhelmed, then this is usually a pretty good indication that exploring medication management options may be a positive part of your journey. The other thing I like to think about is if you find that you're having difficulty dealing with stress. And because I tend to be a bit more conservative in my approach when it comes to, you know, feeling like everybody should go on medication and that's just me. And I completely own that. If you know that you have tried to do kind of all of those self-care things. I mean, you're exercising, you are watching the thoughts that you're having. Maybe you have been plugged into a therapist and you've been going to that individual for a couple months, but you are still feeling the depression and the anxiety. Talk to your therapist about this, but usually this is also another good indication that medication may be a great option. I know for me, whenever I'm speaking with somebody and they're You know, expressing to me, I I don't really want to go on medication, but I'm open to it. I'm thinking about it, and they they may be new to the individual therapy setting. I usually like to say, okay, well, maybe we'll try to have a couple sessions and see how things go, see where your symptoms are, and then if you're still feeling overwhelmed or the depression is feeling really intense, or you're having those intense periods of anxiety or even panic attacks, then let's definitely get you plugged in. with a psychiatrist or a psychiatric nurse practitioner to talk about medication management options. Because as you'll hear today, there are many pros, there are many positives of taking medication. This is the other piece where a lot of times when people think about taking medications for mental health issues, there can almost be some shame around that or some fears you know, what will people think? Am I quote unquote worse off or in a bad enough place where I need to take medication? And what is the point of taking medication for my mental health? Is that even a thing? And so I just want to put it out there today that taking medication for anxiety or depression Is just like taking medication for a physical health issue. Really, our mental health is health. I am a huge advocate of that. I am a huge believer, despite my own conservative approach when it comes to just saying, okay, you know, definitely go on medication or don't go on it. I, I do believe that mental health is health. Everything is so interconnected, how our brains function, all the different components of our brains when we're under a lot of stress and the amygdala, that emotional threat detection center part of the brain that I'm sure you've heard me talk about in this season, when it is just a- hyperactivated and firing on all cylinders, it really can be difficult to naturally just try to calm it. And that's where these panic episodes can come in. If you've ever had a panic attack, if you are experiencing panic attacks, this is also a good indication. Hey, I, I may need to go to talk to somebody about some different options that are potentially available to me. So I've mentioned some of the different mental health diagnoses that warrant taking medication. So of course we've got anxiety and depression because they do go so hand in hand. That's why I've chosen to kind of just refer to both of them throughout this episode. But then as I've mentioned, there is cyclothymia and of course bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, which those Mental health diagnoses almost always need to be treated with a mood stabilizer or some kind of antipsychotic medication, depending on the symptoms that a person may be feeling. So I I just want to go ahead and normalize if you have a family member who maybe has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder or maybe you have that diagnosis, yet you're still feeling that trepidation or fear or even shame about reaching out and getting some medication management assistance just know that this is a great time at the very at the very slightest to go and just speak to a psychiatrist or speak to your primary care physician about what those options could be in this day and age and this is definitely for any kind of mental health medication, there are so many different options, even for bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. I mean, now they offer even shots that you can receive once a month so that you're not having to take that pill every day. When it comes to taking medications for um, anxiety or depression, there are a wide variety of different medications that you can take. And so some of those really quickly, just to kind of give you some information about the different medication options, so to speak. When it comes to anxiety, of course, whether it's social anxiety or panic disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, even post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and Obsessive compulsive disorder, these are all mental health diagnoses that can absolutely be treated and respond and have been shown to respond very well from medications. And some of the medications, of course, we've got, you know, different medications that are in the benzodiazepine family, so that would be the Valium, Xanax. Sometimes these are prescribed almost PRN or per need, so if you have been diagnosed with panic disorder, then your doctor may talk to you about um, a benzodiazepine option. But for the sake of more, mm, I would say, regular use of a medication, so a medication that you're not just using when you feel that onset of panic. There are antidepressants which fall into several different families. The one that you may be most familiar with, they fall into the family called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. These are your Prozacs, your the I say Prozacs like it's plural, but Prozac, Zoloft, Paxil, Lexapro, or Selexa. And then there are SS. NRIs or SNRIs. And that can be Cymbalta, Effexor, these kinds of medications that are taken daily, just like you would take for high blood pressure or a heart condition. And they help to kind of regulate your mood and target those symptoms of depression. The other piece is that sometimes SSRIs are prescribed for the treatment of anxiety. And so especially the one I'm most familiar with is Lexapro where um, it has often been prescribed for both anxiety and depression. And so if you find that you're having symptoms of anxiety and depression, this is something really important to bring up with your doctor so that they're able to best prescribe a medication that targets kind of a little bit of maybe everything that is going on. So I also want to share that There are beta blockers. Antihistamines are even shown for the treatment of anxiety because they, you know, originally are meant to target and reduce swelling and kind of induce almost a sense of calm or lethargy. And they can often be prescribed for anxiety on a short-term basis. And I think sometimes antihistamines can be prescribed in lieu of benzodiazepines because if you have a previous history of substance abuse or addiction, then this is also something I would encourage you to disclose to your prescribing physician because we know that some of those benzodiazepines can have an addictive um, type quality to them. And they have, I mean, they are, they do contain ingredients that cause, you know, that have the physically addictive qualities. And if you consume alcohol, then they can be pretty, dangerous um, if you're mixing various substances. So that's something else to keep in mind. If you are very trepidatious about being prescribed a medication, then this is where I would definitely encourage you to ask your doctor, talk to your doctor about, well, what would it look like for me to take an antihistamine if I'm feeling anxious? How How would that go? What would you recommend? And then, last but not least, I will share that there are also what is called tricyclic antidepressants. These are more of the old school antidepressants that they work similarly to SSRIs and SNRIs, in that they increase kind of the serotonin, the dopamine, those feel good chemicals that are in the brain. But According to several different articles that I read, um, they are typically pursued after other options. so the SSRIs or SNRIs maybe they haven't worked. And so this is just something to keep in mind So, That's kind of just a a brief overview on some of the different medications, but now let's go ahead and get into some of the pros and cons of going on medications. I am gonna structure this episode today. I'll start with a pro, and then I will switch over to a potential con. Um, That way it's kind of even. So I feel like if I share a pro, I definitely wanna share that con. One of the biggest pros of starting an antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication is that if and when you find the right fit of a medication then your symptoms can really be managed. In fact, sometimes once you notice that de- the depression starts to lift, the anxiety starts to be managed, sometimes you may even feel a motivation to enact other healthy lifestyle changes. So it's kind of a two, threefold effect. I mean, once you really find that medication that works well with your specific genetic and biological chemistry, brain makeup, all of that, then your symptoms can be very much lessened and it it can really feel encouraging. So to think that maybe you have been, especially with the seasons changing, that's a that's an example that comes to me. If you know that in the winter you experience the onset of seasonal depression, which I did do an episode, I believe season one, all about what seasonal affective disorder is, if you already know that you experience the sadness and low energy depression, kind of dismal or gloomy outlook on the future in those winter seasons, then even this can be a great impetus or, you know, motivating factor to at least reach out to your PCP to talk about those medication options because when you find the one that works, it can help to manage those symptoms, which leads me to my first con. I shared that when you you find the medication that works, it can really help, and that is also one of those other pieces. Sometimes you have to try several different medications before you find the right one that fits for you. Taking medication for anxiety or depression is a, a lot different than maybe just taking a Tylenol for, you know, a physical ailment or a headache, you know, Anybody I think can take a Tylenol or an Advil, ibuprofen, Motrin, whatever your, you know, your medication of choice is in that situation for a headache and experience, you know, the positive benefits. But the same is not said with antidepressant or anti-anxiety medications. And that's because something I've already alluded to, we all kind of have our own genetic makeup. We have our own kind of brain chemistry, our own levels of norepinephrine in the brain, of dopamine, of serotonin. And so sometimes there has to be a bit of trying different medications before you find the exact right one that is going to work for you. A helpful tip and something that I always encourage folks to do. If you know that you have a family history of mental health issues and you have a family history where maybe your mother, maybe your father took medication and they found a great fit, then you know, it, it's important. You may even find that your doctor asks you, you know, is there a family history of depression or anxiety? And if so, did your family member take a medication? And if so, did they have one that worked? Because if the medication has worked with a family member, then there is a, a sometimes a higher likelihood that it will also work for you because you share those same genes for better or worse if you know what I mean. So that's always just something helpful. You may even find that um, out of all the medications maybe that you and your doctor talk about, maybe they decide to start you on the medication that a family member took because they would rather you know start with something that they know has worked for somebody else. So just throwing that out there, little side note, but just keep in mind that sometimes you may have to try several different medications before you find your right fit, and I know that that can be discouraging. So okay, the next pro that I will share are that antidepressants and medications for anxiety are safe. They have been proven to be safe, and the reason that I say that is because most of them have gone, not, I say most of them, but they have gone through you know, FDA approval, they have gone through research and studies where they have been shown to be effective in the treatment of depression and anxiety. And there have even been studies that have demonstrated that antidepressants can be safe for certain vulnerable populations. So pregnant women or organ transplant recipients, or even individuals who may have active tumors or who have recently had a stroke, even individuals who have been diagnosed with dementia. So there is a level of knowing that these are not just random pills you know happy pills if you will that are not tested and not and haven't gone undergone rigorous studies they in fact absolutely have and so if anything it can kind of give hopefully a little peace of mind that you're not a guinea pig a guinea pig so to speak just trying a medication And nobody else has ever tried it because that can definitely incite some anxiety if, you know, we don't know that something maybe has been tested. But we know that antidepressants and many anti anxiety medications absolutely have. So, some other helpful tips if you're thinking of starting something is, you know, of course, to make sure that you disclose to your prescribing doctor. If you're on any other medications, to really talk to them about what some of those side effects could potentially be of the antidepressant or anti anxiety medication that they prescribed and, you know, how safe the drug is overall. And I I definitely, especially if you have anxiety and you're already feeling nervous about trying a medication, which is completely appropriate, completely you know, acceptable and normal to the situation. It can be a bit nerve wracking to try to take a new medication. So even just talking to your doctor about the safety of that drug and um disclosing your current medication regimen and even any substances that you use, that way there's total transparency and um, your doctor just knows and they can better help you. So which leads me to another con, and I will go ahead and share that one aspect of going on medication for anxiety or depression is that sometimes there can be side effects. And this, this is the same with any other medication that you may take. And I will share that some of the side effects that can come about from taking an antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication can be gastrointestinal issues, dizziness. Some do or have, you know, been shown to cause weight gain, um, headaches. Some can have sexual side effects, and some may even cause a little bit of sleepiness or insomnia or, you know, sedation, things of that nature. So it's interesting because. Even if you have a good friend of yours who has taken, you know, we'll say Prozac, because Prozac is so common of a medication, whereas that Prozac may have worked wonderfully for them. They may have not experienced any weight gain. They may have not felt sleepy or had any stomach-related issues. And so you think, okay, great. Well, you know, one of my closest friends takes it. They respond really well. Let me try it. And you may notice that you experience those negative side effects um it's just something to keep in mind once again i can't reiterate enough that each medication can sometimes affect different people differently i know that that can also be discouraging to experience those side effects and so that may also be a reason to try something else if you're noticing some of those side effects coming up for you so moving on back into another pro of starting Medication for anxiety and depression. This is kind of a catch all pro, but when you find that medication that works well for you, then there can definitely be an improvement in mood, improvement in appetite, more of an increased focus, and Of course, the more managed or decreased symptoms of depression and anxiety, even some sleep issues can start to be resolved as a result of just kind of everything in the brain kind of calming down and responding well to that particular medication. So sometimes even taking medications can help the therapeutic experience be more effective because if you're feeling very high anxiety, experiencing you know high levels of panic or just panic attacks daily or multiple times a day, then it can be a little bit more difficult when the brain is, as I've said, is in that hyperactivated state to really be able to remember, okay, wait a second, let me try to ground myself. Let me practice mindfulness. Let me do my deep breathing so that I prevent that panic. Sometimes we can become so uh, hyper-escalated, if you will, that it's hard to even utilize the skills that are discussed in the therapeutic setting because the brain's in that hyperactive state. So it can really overall help to increase focus and improve mood and even improve appetite in some cases. So these are all really great great benefits of finding that medication that works really well for you. And I know this is similar to one of the first pros that I shared that, you know, when you find the right medication, it can really be helpful. But just getting into even more specifics of how it can be helpful, I just wanted to share those few things. In terms of the efficacious nature of medications and these medications being tested, they have been, they've gone through, as I was sharing, kind of the rigorous testing and even been tested against a placebo, which a placebo has no active ingredients. It does nothing. But in a study Typically, that placebo medication is shared because there has to be a comparison on the real medication versus the placebo or empty medication to see if the medication produces an effect. And so that's the interesting piece about these studies are that antidepressants have been proven to be more effective than a placebo. And it's interesting because placebos can actually have... A strong effect on a person. If you, you know, the very kind of mental thought of knowing that you've taken a medication and you think, okay, this medication is going to help me feel better. Sometimes just really having that expectation and almost waiting and and believing that it's going to help you, you feel like it does help you. And so this has been shown, it's called the placebo effect, as I'm sure you may have heard that tuning in. But um, many studies have shown that medication has surpassed that of the placebo effect. So just very interesting and and good to know. So let's move on in to another con really quickly, and that is that in many cases, it can take six to eight weeks before you may start feeling the positive effects of a medication. Once again, I know that this can be discouraging, especially If you have been battling with those symptoms of depression or the symptoms of anxiety for some time, it can be very frustrating. You know, you think, gosh, why am I not feeling better? And it's, you know, the medications for anxiety and depression ultimately kind of have to build up in the system a little bit for lack of a better term or explanation, Whereas, you know, we know that those fast-acting medications, and that would be the benzodiazepines that I was sharing that do have that kind of addictive quality to them, um, they they are fast-acting. And so they don't necessarily have to build up in the system. Same thing with Tylenol. You take a Tylenol within about 20 minutes or so, you're feeling lessened pain usually. But it is just not the same with the antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication. And so I've I've noticed that sometimes if if a person's not really feeling the positive effects, they think, gosh, well, I'm not going to keep taking something that's not working. And it it really kind of does the medication a disservice because we know that it takes a period of time for the medication to really kick in and reach those effective levels in the body to be able to treat those symptoms. And so – just know that this can come up and I, I just want you to have that information so that there's not an expectation going into it that the medication is going to work immediately. And, you know, the other piece sometimes I hear is that sometimes someone will say, well, I wasn't really feeling depressed today so I, I didn't take my medication. And that is also something that once you start taking antidepressant or anti-anxiety medications, it's a good idea to stick with it and take it every day, even if you're not really feeling those symptoms. Now, If you're in a place where you're thinking, you know what, I am feeling really good. Maybe I want to reduce the milligrams or the amount of medication that I'm currently on, that's a whole different conversation. And I definitely encourage you to talk to your doctor about that. Or if you're in therapy, you know, talk to your therapist about it and see, well, you know, how do you feel like I've been doing? Just get that feedback on it. But um, it's just important to know that there can be, and I guess this is kind of a catch-all con here, there can also be some withdrawal symptoms from stopping a medication cold turkey. And that's something really important to keep in mind because withdrawal symptoms can feel unpleasant. It may you know, kind of undo some of the positive effects that you were feeling from taking the medication. The sleep issues may return. You may feel nauseous. You may start feeling dizzy. And so it's really important. I'm a big advocate. If you are feeling like you want to reduce medication or go off of it, it is always imperative to talk to the, your prescribing physician about it to figure out how you can titrate off of it, how you can reduce the medication so that it's done in a safe way and perhaps those withdrawal symptoms can be eliminated or lessened so that you don't have to experience that. So it's just something to really, really keep in mind um, about uh, you know, I guess it would be a con of medication. So one of the other pros that I will definitely share in terms of taking medications are that they can absolutely assist in increasing a more positive outlook on life and even in some cases reducing or eliminating suicidal ideation. So the experience of suicidal thoughts. And this is a very valuable, valuable outcome from finding a medication that really works for you. Sometimes your doctor may talk to you about prescribing two medications and they kind of work hand in hand to target different symptoms. So there are a range of different treatment options and it can really help to In many ways, I don't want to give any false promises here, but if you've ever known somebody who's had major depression or severe anxiety, or you yourself have experienced it, then you know that when you're experiencing those intense symptoms it can feel daunting. It can almost feel unbearable in some respects. And so finding a medication to treat those symptoms can just really be a powerful, powerful experience and kind of lessen the negativity or um, dismal, I'll say dismal outlook, I should say. And it it can just be a very impactful experience because nobody has to necessarily live life in that extremely depressed state. And with so many options out on the market today, it's just so amazing uh, that there can be different medications that can help with mental health conditions. And they're constantly testing and coming up with new drug treatments that can be helpful. So we know that antidepressants help by essentially balancing those feel-good chemicals or just the chemicals that are in the brain. In some ways, they can even give a person a boost of something that they need. So the serotonin and Um, When I say the SSRIs, that's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. And so they really start to alter what is happening in the brain. And I know that that can maybe sound overwhelming, but I definitely encourage you to speak with your physician about different options that you can explore and see what could potentially work for you. The last con that I'll share, and this list is not exhaustive. These are just some of the most common pros and cons that I have seen over the course of my time in the field, but the last con is that some medications can be a bit pricey. Some of them can be expensive, especially if you don't have health insurance, This is something I have to put out there. Now, there are many generic versions of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications, but with everything happening in the world and just in thinking that if you, you know, maybe no longer have health insurance, but the medication that you're taking, there is not a generic form of it, it, it it can be a cost and some psychiatrists or physicians have, you know, medication vouchers and things of that nature. So this is always something I encourage you to ask about where you can get a discounted rate on the medication, but there can be a cost to it. Now I have seen where the generic versions and especially if you do have health insurance benefits, they can be very cost effective and manageable in terms of potential budgeting issues. But even with health insurance, sometimes they may be, you know, have a cost to them that can also impact your finances. Uh, And I say impact your finances not to be uh, dramatic by any any means, but just to put it out there that sometimes any medication can be expensive. And so this is just something else to think about. I don't often hear it talked about enough, but any medication can add on to your cost. And so I think that it's an, an important point just to put out there that with medications there there are prices. Um, so something to think about. Overall, it's very important to know that antidepressants, anti anxiety medications have been shown to be very effective. They have been shown to be helpful. And you don't have to go through and experience life feeling extreme sadness or extreme anxiety. As I've said multiple times without, you know, continuing to harp on it, there are so many different options that In this day and age, I definitely encourage you to explore and have this conversation with your physician, especially as we kind of talked about in the very beginning. If you're noticing that your symptoms are progressively getting worse and that despite trying to make the effort to manage symptoms, they continue to, you know, just just become exacerbated. And even if they're not exacerbated and you can feel yourself maybe having the onset of symptoms, this is also a great time to start having these conversations and potentially get prescribed a low dose of something. The other thing sometimes I see is that sometimes people, much like reaching out for therapy, sometimes folks wait until symptoms become... Almost too much or unbearable. And by that point, the motivation to talk about medication management can be so low because you feel just so in that dark place that it just doesn't happen. And so, if you are noticing that you're experiencing that shift in mood and you have that curiosity or you have that family history of depression or you yourself have a history of depression or anxiety, This is a great time to have the conversation. I hope that you feel very empowered to talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist about Different medication options, how to get plugged into a provider in your area. As always, if you are interested in finding a mental health therapist, the resources I love to provide are www.psychologytoday.com. There is goodtherapy.org. Open Path Collective which is a great resource for finding a therapist, a licensed therapist who offers reduced and sliding fee scale rates to make therapy more accessible for everyone. And then of course, there are is your health insurance panel. So even calling them to find a provider where your benefits cover therapy. All great options. So again, I hope that you've enjoyed the episode today. I hope you're enjoying living freely and I hope that this fall season is treating you well. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will definitely look forward to being back next week for a brand new episode. Be well. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Living Freely Podcast today. As always, the information in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is highly recommended to find a provider in your area or by going to www.psychologytoday.com to find a therapist in your area. If you have enjoyed this episode, please don't hesitate to rate and review our podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, so that we are able to be seen by more people wanting to get information. On mental health and wellness. Thanks so much again for tuning in. We'll look forward to seeing you next week for an all new episode. Be well.